I think we'll get started. Hi, everybody. My name is Joe Greenberg. I'm the registrar. And welcome to the demonstration of the SCORE student course online registration engine system, which you'll be using for course enrollment for the spring term. I trust everybody got a, a scorecard when you entered. It's a little trifold, which I actually think is a very handy thing. Everybody hear me all right? It's too loud? Sound all right? I think the hardest part for everybody who's here is to figure out what it is exactly you're supposed to do with the trinkets that we handed out. Everybody know what these things are? Okay. Well, actually, there's a little picture on the back which shows you how to, what to do with it. It's a cyber clip. And what you do is you put it on. This is only for right-handed people, by the way. You stick it on your, your computer, and you can hold your notes in it like this. Very handy. And it just happens to have the SCORE website on it, too. Well, uh, this is going to be a, a presentation in three parts, and I'm glad that you could join us. First of all, let me do a quick survey. How many of you are freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, and graduate students? No graduate students. Ah, we're save some time. Um, well, we think that we have created a system that is fairly straightforward for you to use, and there are lots of sources of help, and much of my talk will be to direct you to some of those things so that you can learn about them yourselves. This is going to be a presentation in three parts. Uh, I do the boring part, which is the walk you through some of the definitions and the schedule and things of that sort. And then my colleague, Mr. Bromfield, here will show you the actual uh, course selection part, how to add and drop courses. And then we'll open the floor for questions. So first thing that you need to know is the website itself. It's easy to remember. I'm sure many of you have thought of other acronyms for SCORE already, but we thought it would be something that you would, would be easy for you to remember and easy to find. There are a couple of things to bear in mind. It's taken us only about 50 years, but we've gotten rid of course cards at Princeton. But since we have some withdrawal anxiety, we've substituted a worksheet. And the worksheets are out there on the SCORE website. They're a PDF form that you can use to fill out uh, so that you can use it as an advising document. One thing that's changed and that you will need to know for SCORE is something called the class number. And we'll be showing you that at a later part of the of the hour, but the class number is something that you find in the course offerings web, and it's a unique number that each section has 
that you use when you enroll in the course. Not, you no longer say when you're using SCORE that you're taking Physics 104 lecture. You're taking class number 54321. Um, and so it's important that you know what the class number is only when you're enrolling. Otherwise, it's Physics 104. That's all you need to know for the rest of the time. You'll need to know something called a related class. The system will be asking you for the related classes when you are enrolling. Related class is simply something like a precept. When you sign up for courses, you must sign up for the lecture, if that's the primary part, and also the other pieces altogether, related class. And final, and then there's the appointment. The system is designed to give access based on seniority, and there are only certain periods in which different people can be selecting the courses. And finally, uh, the last new term is swapping, and we'll be talking about that a bit later on. First of all, let me introduce some of the people here. This is, you'll never guess, but the people in the orange T-shirts had something to do with this. They, they are members of the OIT and registrar's staff, and we've been working for several years on this project. Now, one thing I can do really is to tell you that much of the information that you need to know about this is available to you in a variety of places. The scorecard, we think, is a nice, short introduction, and probably for most people what you need when it's time to enroll. Uh, there's also an addition of IT Matters. Now, tomorrow and Friday, to all student mailboxes, a uh, OIT's IT Matters score edition will be delivered, and it will have some other useful stuff. And then there's the website itself, which we think has lots of good things, and we will show you them shortly. Uh, there's a What Score page, and there's also a database of frequently asked questions. It's a searchable database so that if you're interested in finding out about dropping or adding, you just go to it and it will tell you. There's an interactive tutorial, which basically means that you can simulate course enrollment. And there's also a, an online help section. And again, we think that that will be helpful. So by all means, take your time to see those things for yourselves. Now, in addition to that, we've, there are lots of people who are available to assist you in course enrollment. If you look at the website, you will see that the hours that SCORE is available for course enrollment is, I think it's 8 in the morning to 12 midnight. And the reason for that, Monday through Thursday anyway, uh, abbreviated hours on the weekend, Sunday afternoon only. Um, the reason for that is that that is the time that the OIT help desk is there. And they have been trained to help you with enrollment questions, with uh, some of the technical issues, and if you need some help, you can either contact them at their website or give them a call. The RCCs are being trained in the SCORE system, and so, again, if you have trouble, they can help you with that. 
And finally, there will be personal help. There will be staff from the registrar's office in the armory training room every day that SCORE is open for undergraduate students. In other words, starting on the 25th, we're open 9 to 4 every day, every weekday uh, when classes are in session. And of course, your academic advisor who we have kept informed, and they probably don't know anything about SCORE, but they do know how to tell you about courses, so that's important for that. So, course offerings is out there on the web. Has, has everybody seen course offerings? Have you gone through and searched and stuff? Yeah. Uh, the printed version will be arriving to our offices tomorrow, so we'll be distributing them uh, tomorrow afternoon and Friday. So look for them in mailboxes if you're freshmen or sophomores. If you're juniors and seniors, you can pick them up in the registrar's office. Uh, they're free for the taking. They basically have the same information, but some people like to, to use something in hard copy. This is what I suggest that you do. Select your courses from course offerings. Then go to the Student Course Guide online scheduler. Right, this is a plug for the Student Course Guide scheduler. They have worked with us, and in the new version of the scheduler, the class numbers will print out when you select your section. So it will be a very handy way of getting all that information together. And at that point, go to the SCORE website, complete the PDF form, print out two copies, and meet your advisor. Your advisor is, will sign your worksheet, and we ask you to keep one of those two for yourselves, and then return the other to your advising unit. Now that means if you are graduate students, juniors or seniors, turn in a copy to the departmental office. If you are AB freshmen or sophomores to your residential college office, and if you are BSE freshmen or sophomores to the C's Office of Academic Affairs. Now, this is an online system, and that means that the system enforces all of the regulations and also all of the restrictions and limitations and features of the courses. Uh, and I want to give you an example of a course that is open by application. Uh, an example would be a freshman seminar or a course in creative writing where there is some process that you go through before you actually get approved for the course. It used to be that what would happen is that you would run around once you were told that you had the permission and you would get initials on your course card and you'd present them to the registrar. That's not happening anymore. When you are notified that you've been selected for the course, the department itself will approve you electronically for the course so that you will be able to add it. And if you have not been approved, you won't be. Now, what that means, first of all, course offerings, those courses that have that restriction say, courses are by enrollment, enrollment by application or interview. It's right there at the very top of the course. And so what I suggest that you do, though, because not all of you will have been approved for these courses if you're interested in at the time that you're ready to enroll, 
is that you choose an alternate course. And in general, I would suggest, because it's possible that some courses will close, that you discuss with your advisors alternatives so that you don't have to go back to them if there are problems. Okay, the schedule. It's by seniority, and seniors are first, starting a week from Monday, followed by juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. And just as the classes roll in, they also roll out so that uh, the senior deadline is 5 o'clock on the Tuesday of the last week of classes, and the juniors, again, 5 on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so on. Graduate students have a longer period, and theirs actually goes continuously through April. Okay. How do, you, how, do you, how do you get started? When you're ready to enroll in the course, you log on using your user ID and email password. We'll show you this in a minute. Now, the system enforces all of the restrictions of the courses. So if a course is no pass fail, then that will not be available to you. If you want to take two courses that meet at the same time, the system won't permit it. You will need to enroll in every part of the course, classes, lectures, precepts. But it, we think it's pretty simple, and we will show it to you in a minute. So I'm going to get off as soon as I possibly can. The system will shut down on the last day of fall term, on December 13th, and it will not open again until the second week of final exams. Now, it's a web-based system. You actually could be selecting courses from a, a cyber cafe in in uh, in Cancun if you if you wanted to, uh, but we do ask you to be approved for any of the drop ads. Once classes begin, though, you thought you thought you were rid of the registrar's office, but we like you guys too much, and so. When the term begins, we are back to the optical scan form, so you will need to submit any changes after the term begins to us personally. Okay, a couple of other things. I talked a little bit about, I mentioned the word swapping. Swapping is, we'll show it to you, it's basically a way of drop ad in which you hold on to what you have until you're sure that you can get what you want. Sometimes sections, maybe, and, and you use it for switching sections in a course, you use it for dropping and adding courses at the same time, but it's basically a way of making sure that you don't lose the course that you're already signed up for before you get into the new one. So, talk a little bit about benefits. We think the main benefit is it's very convenient for students. It is available basically until midnight every night. Uh, it is simpler in terms of uh, getting the approvals. You don't have to stand in line in December in the cold to turn in your cards. We also think that it provides a lot greater flexibility for academic departments so that departments now can make sure that they manage enrollments in sections to make sure, and that this is much of why you were we went around getting initials on course cards in the first place, that they were concerned about laboratory sections filling up 
And so to make sure that you had, that, that they only had the right number of benches, they would require the initials. The system is now going to do that. And it also allows the departments to be monitoring these things so that if they find that some of the patterns are unexpectedly different from what they had hoped, they can make changes. So they can do that on the fly. Because of that, though, because of the flexibility of the system and because, in fact, it, it does many more things that, than, than limited enrollment ever did, uh, we are no longer making that uh, available to students. But some things do not change. Advising is still important. And again, a show of hands, freshmen here. Any freshmen who have not yet signed up for your writing sections? That will be taking place separately from this in January, and you'll get notification about that. Okay, that's about all I have. And now, now comes the, the fun part. Mr. Bromfield. Are you still awake? Is, any, is anybody there? Um, I, I imagine that some of you have already logged on to SCORE. Um, yes? Uh, in September, um, the ability to update your address information went live. Has anybody used that address feature? Um, okay. So, uh, so SCORE has been around for, for, for some time, and um, before I get into the actual demo of adding, dropping, and swapping courses, um, I just want to uh, you know, give you a, an idea of how to get to SCORE. In the emails that you received on Friday, we placed the, the URL to SCORE there. That's one way you know about the website. Um, but you can also get to SCORE uh, from the academics page. Here's a, a link down here. And you can also get to it from the registrar's page by a link there. Okay. For the purposes of the demo, um, I'm going to be using one of our test sites. Uh, and mouse here. Okay, so, so most of you who have been to SCORE know what, know what it looks like. And, and, and as I said, this is one of our test sites, so uh, the horsepower behind it uh, isn't as fast as the production server, but it's, it's pretty quick nonetheless. And as Joe mentioned, um, available on the SCORE homepage are these discussions, and you don't need to log into the application to view any of these discussions. You know, there's the Watts SCORE which um, discusses the three types of online services that are available in it. 
Um, in addition to the address piece that went live in September, graduate students used it to register for the academic year. And the third phase is uh, course selection, which kicks off November 25. So, so that's what SCORE um, talks about. Uh, the FAQs, um, which is searchable, uh, we partnered with OIT. Any of you who have used OIT's knowledge base, you recognize the format. And, and so the, the SCORE FAQs is in that, is, is in that uh, vein. Um, what's also available is the tutorial. Have any of you actually taken the tutorial? <laughs> There's got to be somebody else who took the tutorial. Anyway, um, you know, check it out. It, it's, it, it simulates adding and dropping and, 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 and swapping. And uh, so, you know, it, it, would, it would serve you well to sort of get an idea of what you're going to encounter um, when course selection starts. The worksheet, which, uh, again, is the advising document, um, is the PDF form that, that we talked about. And you can fill it out online and print two copies. You know, I, you can fill, I mean, don't do that. I mean, your advisor may not like those letters, but actually type your name and, and, and print two copies. And I'll just draw your attention to this thing called the class number. Um, as, as Joe mentioned, each course and section, each lecture lab precept class drill is identified uh, by a unique five-digit number, and it is that five-digit number that you will punch in in the enrollment um, website. So fill this out. You know, your class year, you check whether you're a BSc or, or, or AB and, and the like, and, uh, and print two copies, you know, here. And as I said, this is your advising document, which your advisor will will sign off on. And, and you know, one copy you drop off in the departmental office and, and or residential college, depending on, 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 on your class year. Um, this next discussion here, browser information, uh, it's recommended that Internet Explorer is the recommended browser for, for this application. It will work with the higher versions of Netscape, but it works better with, with IE. And what OIT tells us uh, um, is that most of you, um, upwards of 90% of you, are using IE anyway. Um, but then again, you know, IE is the preferred browser. System availability discusses um, the hours the application is up. Um, Sunday, 5 p.m. to midnight. Monday to Thursday, 7 a.m. to midnight. Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. What's also on, and, and these hours pattern the OIT help desk. What's also on the system availability is the um, course enrollment schedule. And uh, I think, and Joe flashed this in his uh, PowerPoint presentation. Um, and then the help feature is, uh, somewhat repackaged um, FAQ, um, the tutorial, what score. But this online help section is actually the online version of this nifty brochure. And um, so, you know, we hope that we have created um, a wealth of information that you can uh, peruse before and during um, to, to help make this experience successful for you. 
uh, I will draw your attention to this section here. Um, we, we like to think of it as our splash page because it allows us to put up notices and the current notice just announces uh, course selection. But whenever the system is unavailable, you will see um, an unavailable message here. For instance, when it comes down at midnight on Monday to Thursday, you will see that message here. Certainly on the weekend, you will see the unavailable message here as well. And if there are any scheduled maintenance that needs to be done, you will also see that on, on the splash page. And again, these discussions are available, um, you know, 24 hours. So um, let's do the adding dropping demo. Uh, I have a test student who is really a test student, fictitious. Um, her name is Christine Rowan. Uh, and, and so you sign on, you log on. For those of you who have done the address piece, you know that you sign on to score with your net ID and email password. And for our test student, Did I not type? Okay. So my typing skills need to be improved. Um, for those of you who uh, signed on to score uh, uh, even now, because they, uh, what you have seen before is uh, the personal data, which is the address update. Um, when, you, when we go live with course selection, you will find this course selection uh, category. I will just, before I get into the actual ad drop, I will just briefly touch on the other links that you see here. Uh, we have links to course offerings, which is currently available on the registrar's page. So if you went there, you'd be able to see the spring term, the upcoming spring term offering, offerings. We have uh, the link to Blackboard and to my academic record, which most of you um, use already. Um, I should point out that Blackboard and my academic record will get updated within 48 hours of all the enrollments that you do in SCORE. So SCORE is online real-time, uh, but that information is going to be fed to Blackboard and my academic record uh, within 48 hours after that. Because when course enrollment ends, you won't have access to this portion, but you'll be able to see your courses um, in Blackboard and, and my academic record when you make changes uh, beginning the first of classes. Um, as uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, this is by seniority, and it's referred to as course selection appointments. Uh, and, and, and this link just basically tells you um, what you've seen on that availability grid. You know, so if you're a senior, you clicked on that, you'd see you start November 25 and you end um, December 10th. So let's add some courses. Again, advising is central. You print, uh, you complete the worksheet, print two copies, have your advisor sign it, drop, it up, drop off one copy to the pertinent department or residential college office. And the second copy is basically your data entry document. So Christine has indeed met with her advisor and, and, and approved for some courses. Um, this is the uh, first page in the ad courses. And again, we will caution you that you must meet with your advisor beforehand. And we're, we're using the current fall term for this demo. So some of the courses you may recognize. 
So let's start to add some courses. And the first course uh, we're going to add for Christine is Economics 102. And the class number for that is 20449. And what happens, it will, it will validate that class number. And here it, it, it validates the class number. It is indeed Economics 102, and it's a lecture. And it has a related class for which you must select. It, it has five class, five, seven classes, and the one that fits into the schedule Christine is building is class one. And notice that it automatically um, places that class number in the box. Down here, you notice we're also displaying um, what distribution requirement uh, the course uh, satisfies. If a course does permit optional grading basis, this grading basis box is active. And you can, and we have defaulted um, GRD for letter grade here. Um, and because it permits an optional grading basis, Christine, if she wanted to, could select you know, uh, the, the graded, the, the SPF, which is the PDF, or audit, but she will keep it for graded. Whenever you make a selection in uh, for a related class or um, the grading basis, you have to save those changes by pressing the update selection button. If you don't, uh, the system will remind you, and then you submit the request. and you'll get this message request processed successfully. Um, I'll have an opportunity to show you what happens when a request uh, isn't processed successfully later on. The next course uh, and Christine's going to add is Chemistry 201. And as you continue to add your courses, it will display any courses you've, you've added previously. So here is uh, Econ 102, the two um, components, if you will, of, of the course. We have the lecture and we have the class. Now the next course is going to be uh, Chemistry 201. And the class number for uh, the lecture is 22928. and it validates the, the class number, and there it is. And uh, Chemistry 201 has two related classes. It, it has both a class and a lab, and notice it also permits an optional grading basis. Um, so we're going to choose our class, and in this instance, there are two pages of classes. The one that Christine wants is class five, And the lab that she wants is lab five. Uh, she's going to take this for grade. And remember, when we make any selections for the related classes and our grading basis, we need to update the selection. If we don't, I'll show you what happens. If you just click submit request, you'll get this. Please save your changes first by clicking on the update selection button. So we need to do that first each time we make a related class and or grading basis selection. And then we submit the request. And again, request processed successfully. 
And if we go back to add classes, we'll see um, here is Econ 102, here is Chemistry 201, and it's three components, the lecture, the class, and the lab. Now the next class we're going to add, I'm going to use the search, the, the, the course search feature um, in the enrollment uh, engine. I mean, I do have the class number. It's Spanish 107, but I just want to demonstrate this course search feature for you. Um, we need to select at least two criteria, and the, one of them that we want is the subject area for Spanish. And if I just click the search, and, and we've defaulted, uh, course career refers to whether or not the course is an undergraduate or a graduate course. And if I just click the search, it will bring back all undergraduate Spanish courses. But since I know I want a particular Spanish course, I'm going to type in the catalog number 107 and then hit the search button. And it brings back, it says nine matches found. And if you notice, here's the unique class number for each of those Spanish um, 107 sections um, with their times. Here's the section number, class one, class two, and so on. And the status, whether or not it's open or closed, it's open, and the number of seats that are still available, 15. Uh, the one that fits into the schedule Christine is building uh, is class one. And again, it loads the class number in the class number field. I hit the continue. It still does the validation of the class number, Spanish 107. Now notice here that there is no related, that for Spanish 107, the teaching component is indeed, is in fact a class. So there's no related class, classes, and it's only offered for letter grade. So you can't change that to pass, fail, or audit. And since we're not making any selections, or since we can't make any selections in this um, here, then we just hit the submit button. And request process successfully. Um, is everybody with me so far? Uh, pretty, pretty easy, good. Now, the next scenario I'm going to show you is an application course. And as Joe mentioned in his piece, um, you need to visit the pertinent department to be approved for the application course. The department grants the approval electronically so that when you come to score to enroll in it, the enrollment is accepted. I'm going to show you what happens when you haven't been approved for an application course. And uh, the scenario calls for HUM 441. And it says, yes, indeed, HUM 441. It's a seminar. And again, it, it satisfies the LA requirement. It's only offered for letter grade. and we get the message class not added, check request log for details. So we click on the view request log, and the important thing here is it, it, it tells what class you attempted to enroll, the class number, and what it's associated with. But the important message here is department consent required, had not processed. So for application courses, be sure to visit the department to be approved, and they will do it electronically. Um, as an aside, um, since I'm using a HUM course to il illustrate this, uh, some departments like HUM 
may not uh, complete its review of applicants until after, until after December 13th and then let you know during the winter break so that when you come back in January and SCORE opens up in that second week of final exams, January 20 to 24, you can then add the HUM class if you've been approved for it. But as Joe mentioned, sign up for an alternative class in the meanwhile. And in fact, that's what Christine will do. She has an, a backup LA class that she will sign into, and that is English 360. And that class number is 22502. English 360, a lecture, um, it, it has a related class. It's only offered for letter grade, and it does satisfy the LA requirement. And the related class in this instance is a precept, and there's only one, uh, one precept. She selects that, update that selection, and then submit the request. And it's processed, processed successfully. Okay, so so far we have Econ 102, Chemistry, Spanish, and English. Now, the next two scenarios I'm going to demonstrate um, pertain to swapping. As we mentioned earlier, uh, the swap feature exchanges one course for another, or one section of a course for another section. And the, uh, the first illustration I'm going to show you is swapping um, class one of Economics 102 for class six. And as we mentioned earlier, the swap feature makes sure that you can get into the class you want to swap into before dropping the class you want to get out of. It also makes, makes certain that the class you want to get into, um, you're eligible for it, that, you, um, that it doesn't time conflict with the rest of your schedule, and that there, there's indeed a seat available for you before it, it, it completes the swap. So um, here's Economics 102, and we hit the swap, this course button. It says, is this the class, correct class you wish to swap, Economics 102? And we say yes. Now remember, the swap does the add and drop. So it's dropping 102 class 1. We're going to re-add it, 20449 but this time with class six. We update the selection. And then we hit the swap class. Course successfully swapped. And if we go back to the add drop schedule, we will see here is Echo 102 with the lecture, and now here is class six. I'm going to do it again, but this time I'm going to swap class six for class one. We will re-add the course to 0449. this time with class one, because class one and class six fit into the schedule that we've built so far.
and here we go, here's the lecture, and here's class one. Uh, was that fairly simple? Now, the next scenario I'm going to show you is swapping two different, two different courses. I'm going to swap Economics 102 for Math 201. And the section of Math 201 I want is um, 20968209. And it says, yes, this is Math 201 class 2. I'm going to take it uh, for grade, so I don't, I'm not making any selections here, so I can just go ahead and, and, and do the swap. So if I go back to the schedule now, you'll see that uh, here is Math 201 down here. Now, what I want to uh, show you is uh, you can print the schedule. You, you can view the schedule in two formats. Um, this is one format without the add and, add and drop swap buttons, and you can print that. Or you could view the schedule in the form of a calendar and print that as well. And so this is uh, Christine's schedule. And, and I suggest that when, you, you know, when you've completed your adding and dropping, uh, print your schedule um, before logging out. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, Blackboard and my academic record will get updated within 48 hours after you do your enrollment in SCORE. And um, this is as easy as it gets. Joe wants me to show you a drop. You know, it's actually exciting. So I click on Add Drop Courses. And let's say I want to drop Math 201. Um, it'll ask you, is this the correct class? And it'll ask you a second time. You know, are you sure? And at this point, it will actually drop it. So that if we go back to the schedule, I'll show you the grid, you know, you won't see math there. You'll see Spanish, chemistry, English, it's a precept for English, and the lab for chemistry. And that's the, uh, uh, and that's the, I don't want to say as good as it gets, but that's, Yes, so we're open for questions, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So when you, when you, that's right, when you log in, it will remember your schedule. Sure. Yes, you can. You, you, it's, you can do it continuously. That's exactly right. Um, the system will keep you from dropping below a certain number, so you can't sign up for five courses and then drop everything. But you could swap. No, 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 no. 
We expect you to be responsible for the prerequisites, and normally that's a, a fairly self-correcting problem anyway, so uh, that's, that's right. If you're a senior, yes. Uh, well, you, the... Since there are different appointment periods for each student, the, what we're asking is that you select and meet your advisor before the start of your appointment. But since, uh, in some cases, that's in December, you, you, have, you have that much more time to, to choose your courses. But there's no reason why you can't start meeting with your advisor now. Um, the course offerings is on the web. The worksheet is out there. So you can start um, plotting the courses you want to take and meet with your advisor now and, uh, and have them approved so that, so that when um, it's your turn to enroll in SCORE, you know, you're all set. That's right. If you don't get into the application course. Well, the, the, the short answer is the score won't allow you to take conflicting classes. So the alternate class that you, that, that you may want to use as a hedge in case you don't get into the application course is one that shouldn't conflict with the schedule you're building. Right. You, you couldn't you couldn't take courses that conflict, so you would need to think of another. But they would not but, but, that's, but that's the condition. Until if if you until you have been selected for that other course, and you're you're, you're taking two courses that do conflict, is it, that's what you're telling us, right? No, they don't conflict to start out with. I think. So it's like a shopping right. I understand. The, I, I think, yeah. but you're, basically, you're going to have to make a decision about which of the courses 
that don't conflict to sign up for. And hopefully, none of the courses that you are sort of juggling um, have any uh, enrollment limits on them. They do. Right. Well, actually, that's the calculation right. that and, you uh, have to make. And, and that scenario, scenario you're giving us currently exists in the course card world. Right. So, so, so I mean, it's. Right now, we can sign up for courses that conflict. Mm -hmm. We 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 don't knowingly permit students to sign up for courses that conflict, and uh, and. That's the way we decide how we will sign up. Yeah. Well, all I can tell you is that it's been a failure of the registrar staff because our policy has always been clear in that regard. That is to say, students are not permitted to sign up for courses that meet at the same time. So there's no way to shop. No, no. There's just no way to take. To, to enroll in two courses that meet at the same time. You'd have to drop out. You know, there, there, there's also, um, you know, the, the department in the end, if, if a course has a limit and it's full, and, and you, the department in the end has the flexibility to override that limit. So, you know, all is not lost yet. I should tell you that, you know, be sure to log off when you're done. Um. Thank you very much. I have to race back. And, oops. I have to race back.